Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. Welcome to episode 194 of the podcast for February 21st, 2014. My guest today is Paul Pihota. He's the director for the Center for Competitive Change at the University of Dayton School of Engineering. Pihota has authored over 30 publications, including his most recent publication, the book titled Keeping Your Business in the USA, Profit Globally While Operating Locally. So in this episode, we're going to talk about topics including how the University of Dayton is using Lean and Six Sigma to improve their own operations, how they're getting students involved, what some of the results are from their Lean and Six Sigma um, projects and, and shift in management system, and their attempts to engage professors uh, in improving the work in the classroom. So this all follows up a blog post that I wrote back in January about uh, their work based on a press release they sent out that caught my attention. So to find that and links uh, to the center, uh, to Paul's bio and his book, you can go to leanblog.org slash 194. Hi, Paul. Thanks for joining us to be a guest here on the podcast today. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Well, I'm great. Thanks. Um, can you start off by introducing yourself and a little bit about your background for the listeners? Oh, absolutely. Uh, my name is Paul Pihota, and I am the director for the University of Dayton's uh, Center for Competitive Change. But can you tell us a little bit more about the center and uh, what you do? Well, the uh, Center for Competitive Change is uh, hosted uh, within the School of Engineering, and it's a center that was started by my predecessor about 28, 29 years ago uh, when uh, Deming, Dr. Deming and the Lean Initiative was coming back into the United States, mostly through Florida Power and Light. Uh, the School of Engineering with uh, Professor uh, Carol Shaw decided to uh, start um, a outreach center that focused on helping our business partners to the university in, in this area called Lean. And when I took it over about six years ago, we then expanded Lean into Lean Six Sigma, ISO, organizational development, uh, ocean planning. We kind of have a three-prong approach here. Uh, the first one is uh, predominantly we uh, conduct um, what you would call a professional continuing education or public training to um, uh, any participant, clients, customers um, in looking for uh, certification, advanced learning, and what is Lean, what is Six Sigma. We do our public training utilizing uh, what we would feel is some of the uh, subject matter experts as defined by the industry and their peers. So for instance, Michael Hoseas, uh, Jeff Liker, uh, Steve Eisenhart, Bob Williamson, Art Byrne, Michael Harding, uh, all uh, are uh, part of my buffered workforce that uh, teaches these one, two, and four-day classes. We then also um, internally, um, we teach the Lean Six Sigma to our students in both at the undergraduate level as well as at the graduate level. So there's a lot of colleges offering you know, courses in Lean and Six Sigma to the students. Can you talk a little bit about how you got started in actually applying these ideas and methodologies uh, to the university operations? Well, it actually started many years ago in, in the fact that we've, like any other company, you're always trying to improve 
in uh, how you conduct and do business. Um, uh, every, uh, whether you're academic or a hospital, retail operation, or a manufacturer, uh, the world has changed economically where, you know, you can not continually just raise your price to cover your cost of operation. So a couple years back between myself communicating up to our president, Dr. Dan Curran, as well as our board of trustees, uh, folks uh, coming out of Midmark, Ford, and also out of just the industry as consultants, our board of trustee members have been asking when and why and where are you using Lean or Lean Six Sigma within our own operations? We've got to think about it. It's a, it's a business strategy set of tools, methodologies that should and could be applied here. So when we brought in, doc, uh, not doctor, I'm sorry, when we brought in uh, Mr. Art Byrne to do a presentation to the region, uh, we've invited Dr. Kern, our CFO, Tom Burkhart, and a few other of our leaders to attend uh, Art's uh, presentation, which concluded with Dr. Kern going, "Paul, let's do it. We got to get. Let's get. Let's get serious. Let's get it focused. Let's let's start bringing this strategy inside. It makes too much sense not to be thinking about it." So Dr. Kern initiated with my boss, the dean of the School of Engineering, Tony Saliba, and he appointed our CFO, Tom Burkhart as the executive sponsor, and I was appointed as the lean champion to uh, bring focus to our what we were doing as you know um, lean type activities, but to bring it bring focus, add knowledge, and put a balanced scorecard in place to measure it. Well, it's great that you mentioned art. You know, I'm a big fan of his work and his books. I interviewed him back in episode 158, talking about his book. The Lean Turnaround, and if listeners want to go check that out, go to leanblog.org slash 158. That's the link uh, to, to listen to what Art has to say and about his story. And also, Mark, Art kicked off that book here at the University of Dayton with, uh, with uh, my center. Well, that's great. So tell us more about the areas that you've done process improvement work with Lean and Six Sigma. What types of things is the university driven uh, to work on improving? Well, uh, when, when the initiative was actually focused and harnessed uh, as something that University of Dayton wants to do, we've already had done the same thing at other universities. So we kind of knew where the big uh, opportunities were for problem solving, advancing uh, efficiencies, increasing our, our, our focus on our customer. Um, so... Um, with Tom Burkhardt and myself, what we did was we decided that the number one area that we wanted to look at was in processes. Um, being, a, uh, in a sense, a university with colleges and schools or organizations, um, what we discovered was a lot of processes were in duplication, a lot of things were taking place that were not uh, as efficient or uh, efficient enough to satisfy, uh, you know, both our internal customer, our employees, as well as our external uh, customers. So we focus. We decided to focus on processes, and then we did a couple other events simultaneously. Given our experiences, the centers work with uh, several other universities. Uh, we brought in a, a two other areas that we knew. Um, from our experiences, we're going to be 
uh, logical places to begin. So we started with dining services and facilities. Obviously, every company facilities is a great opportunity for problem solving as well as increased efficiencies. So can you talk specifically about what some of those problems and, and challenges and improvements were? Oh, absolutely. And uh, there, Our first project in dining services was uh, – uh, an immediate problem that was put on the table was as we uh, renovated dormitories, each dormitory then was added a small miniature food court. And dining services then was expected to pick up the servicing of, uh, of those dining, uh, small dining facilities within each of the uh, dorms, as well as our Rexplex, our recreational facility, and one other uh, uh, area. So Given that, the problem was how do we serve these folks without increasing our costs, our labor, another shift. And uh, so we ran a, uh, a Kaizen event that looked at uh, what are, what's the problem, how do we do it, what's the uh, uh, possible solutions using the Sigma demand process. We discovered that if we would do some centralization of our core food prep areas, we would be able to serve uh, those new areas plus some areas with zero increase in costs of labor or time um, and without reduction of efficiencies. So we went in to implement the uh, solution, and the solution not only, not only solved the issue of dining services, being able to serve those areas, as well as now they have access capacity. So they, we've now they're able to add other food groups to those dining facilities. So understand in most of these uh, remote sites, you have a lot of things called grab-and-goes, like pre-made salads, pre-made sandwiches, which have very short shelf lives. And um, um, so that was the big concern is, you know, how do we increase without, um, you know, food spoilage, which is then waste. So I'm curious to hear more about how you and the University of Dayton are um, getting the students involved. I'm sure working on projects is a, a natural extension, a really helpful extension of um, what they're learning in the classroom, right? Well, uh, that was uh, that's an interesting topic. This, this, our students, remember our students is one of our customers. We have uh, basically three customers, you know, obviously the student, which is also our product, so it's a very complicated customer. We have our employers and then other schools or grad schools that students may choose to go on in their studies versus into employment. But one of Dr. Curran's initiatives was, you know, how do we get um, um, students more transformational learning um, experience knowledge as part of the University of Dayton's um, uh, strategic mission. Their, uh, their mission and their vision is we're not a just a classroom theory uh, training facility. We are, you know, we add in uh, the whole holistic parts, the service part, learning uh, experience through co-oping internships, and now this opportunity that connected to our uh, Lean Six Sigma classes was a perfect bridge on helping our students get industry certification. We are recognized by the industry, our certifications, both in our lean, uh, bronze, silver, and gold, as well as our Six Sigma 
yellow, green, and black belt certifications. We are recognized in the industry. And we follow a very uh, rigid uh, process, uh, basically, you know, the same process the Project uh, Management Institute follows, which is learning comprehensive tests, and then you go do a real project. So this was a brilliant combination coming together, very uh, uh, clean here at the university. So each pr university project team, usually of about five members, has one or two students who have been assigned are being assigned to those projects. Their role is to support the employees in collecting and running and doing some of the analysis work, as well as completing their Six Sigma Greenbelt projects. It, it's interesting you talk about those different types of customers. Um, similar to healthcare, where we talk about the patient and sometimes their families. We talk about the payers, um, sometimes the surgeons are a customer of a different organization and its support processes. And it seems like it goes hand in hand where if you're improving um, services for the student as customer, you're also helping the student improve themselves as the product for, uh, I, I would assume mainly for the employer. So it seems like it all kind of really goes hand in hand in a really nice way. Well, it goes very, very well together. Uh, you know, you look at voice of the customer and you listen to through our advisory uh, councils, both at the school level and at the university level, who are telling us this is the kind of student we want. This is the kind of experiences. So if you listen to that, you know, we go, okay, our number one in 10 is we graduate a student. They, they either get accepted into a grad program to continue their education or they have to be hired. Just like I produce a car, if no one purchased the car, it doesn't matter what I'm producing. If no one hires our student, it doesn't matter what we're doing if, if no one is hiring them. So we, we look at that perspective and say um, employers 10, 15, 20 years ago, would, you, know, you would get hired and you go into these training programs. In working with uh, uh, partners like Eli Lilly, GE, Emerson, and Midmark, they're saying, uh, "How do you? How can you help us get our, get your student when we hire them faster ingrained into our processes and into our business?" Well, one is through internships and co-ops. The other one's through these certifications. So, for instance, Eli Lilly, everybody will go through at least yellow and green belt. Well, when we bring our student and they hire our student uh, from the university with the green belt uh, certification, with the knowledge that we've taught them correctly, then they are moving quicker in, into the organization, which is a huge cost savings. Um, uh, friends of mine have told me it's about fifteen to $20,000 per student savings of hiring a University of Dayton student who's coming out with an industry certification and green belt with their project management certification. So it's a huge win-win. Internally, the win is obviously, um, as they are here, they're, you know, it's, uh, it's a four-year product process in a sense that the student lives here. Well, the, as we integrate them into the project teams, what perfect way to listen and hear the voice of the customer than to have them sitting on our projects, helping us fix the project. So you're starting to get a you know, uh, the voice of the customer input as we look at each of our areas of process improvement. 
as well as they're helping us to improve the process. So there it's a win-win. And obviously, you know, their sponsor, which is generally a scholarship or their parents, love it because um, they're getting this experience that their, you know, the parent knows is critical in today's industry. So what types of, of goals, I'm assuming kind of a balanced set of goals, uh, is the university looking for in terms of improving quality? You know, how do you measure that? Are you, are you looking for cost reduction? I'm curious what some of the goals and, and expectations are being uh, laid out as. Well, uh, right now, we're, everybody's kind of in the leadership roles uh, is learning. So we've just proposed a balanced scorecard that will be reviewed and then presented to our board of trustees. The balanced scorecard, just like any other successful company, looks at employee engagement, looks at quality, looks at customer satisfaction, and then obviously the lagging indicators, which is your financials. Um, uh, the other statistic uh, in the em employee engagement uh, category is uh, the more the employees are engaged, the higher quality goes up, satisfaction goes up, efficiencies increase, costs go down because everybody's looking on how to do a better job, um, a better way. Uh, quality uh, is always, you know, the, the quality of our, uh, you know, the second category being quality is really in our world uh, exceptional uh, education. And that drives down to the faculty member who touches the customer, our students in the classroom, innovative ways of teaching, um, bringing uh, experiences into the classroom, taking the students out of the classroom through our capstone programs, our senior projects, and now these Six Sigma projects that gets them all this experience. So in our sense, the quality is now, you know, when you look at it as an exceptional education, exceptional uh, faculty, staff, uh, you know, um, continually improving uh, the UD experience, which is uh, doesn't matter whether it's a parent coming here, an employer coming in, our student who's sitting here, or our staff and faculty. So I'd uh, like to hear also about how you're shifting from doing projects to maybe embracing a lean culture and a lean management system. You know, it's something organizations in a lot of different industries, including manufacturing and healthcare have struggled with. You want to make lean more of a, a holistic way of operating as opposed to just something that, that we're doing. So I'm curious to hear what's happening there. Well, our, our goal is obviously exactly that, and we've accomplished that at two other universities. Um, but it takes time. And you were working with the other universities as a consultant. Yes. Yeah, we, we were hired in as a consultant to initiate uh, the Lean Six Sigma strategy within their organizations. And um, my center's mission is always, uh, and from the book I wrote, we've always discovered the winning organizations who, want, uh, who are those who say, I want to know when you exit and we take over. I want to know when I can do the work, not the consultants. I can't have a consultant on my staff forever. And at the one university we worked with, uh, we put about a one to two year plan in place. Unfortunately, they hired my lead consultant to take over and lead their lean initiative, but uh, they have absorbed it all the way up to uh, it's across the campus. It's 
um, within the culture. It's their belief. And, um, you know, our goal here at the university is the same as over there, the same as any successful Lean Six Sigma organization where you wake up, uh, like in the Toyota philosophy, we wake up and always ask ourselves, what would Demi do today? You know, how can we improve? And that's when you get full employee engagement. So absolutely our goal is to make it part of our business strategy here at the university. Our board is very in tune to asking the right questions. We're looking at what, it, you know, like I indicated earlier, our balanced scorecard. What is our metrics? How does it link to our mission as the University of Dayton? You know, we're a Catholic Marinus University. How does it link to the mission, which is, it fits perfectly in here. Now it's now it's time and education and learning, which is we're in a uh, in a in that phase right now. And in fact, um, people are so excited about this. We have actually kind of somewhat slowed down some of the processes, just because we're getting. You know, uh, all the schools are getting involved. So, for instance, the School of Engineering um, has a project team that includes uh, one department chair, uh, two professors, and three other individuals who are looking at how do we improve the way we advise our first-year students. You know, because as we increase the population, uh, we're how do we do this consistently on the project team is someone from the School of Business. The School of Education says, hey, how do we help our teachers maintain their certifications? We ran some projects, indicated three constraint areas that we're now running projects to remove those constraints so that the School of Education can help uh, the ongoing alumni from UD uh, maintain and obtain their certifications as things change in the industry of requirements for certification and their licenses, et cetera. Student development, as we grow our international population, is um, wants to get in and we're in the process of working with them. They, uh, how do we look at integrating our international students faster, better, more effective into the classroom, into the environment here as they come in with uh, language and cultural differences? How do we blend them? Better, and we've got two processes. In fact, I'm going to um, I'm working co-leading a project with student development, and how do we bring some of our international students with the issue of language and culture into the university better? So we're we're getting uh, uh, the excitement at the employee level, the excitement at the leader, the the uh, the uh, sponsor, and the support of the leadership. And uh, our executive sponsor, uh, Mr. Tom Burkhardt, has just really adapted and, and taken on this, this, you know, challenge of going from, you know, almost I hear about this, I know about this, to asking the right questions to his leadership team, uh, asking everybody on his leadership team to at least have one ongoing project all the time working and looking at the F&A side of the house. So, you know, it's spreading, but we want to make sure it's systematically brought in so that it becomes part of our culture, it becomes part of what we do, and doesn't uh, disengage anything as we uh, move through this process. And F&A is facilities and administration or? 
Well, it's finance and administration, which has dining. Underneath that is everywhere from the bursar's office, tuition, emissions, any any money side through facilities and dining services all report in through uh, as as well as human resources. So we have a lot of processes in that one area that uh, affects and touches every every aspect of this university. Well, it's great that you again mentioned Dr. Deming. You know, I, I do all I can to promote um, to the you know, to, to my readers and listeners how important Dr. Deming's work is in general, how important it was to Toyota, how much Toyota respects and appreciates that. You know, I think unfortunately there's a lot of people out there, quote unquote, doing lean who um, have just never been exposed to Dr. Deming's work. And you know, it seems like it's so important. You know, university. Imagine would have a, a very strong sense of purpose, uh, a very strong constancy of purpose, and, and hopefully a long-term view. Um, would you say more so than maybe other types of organizations? Well, the good news is we're uh, we're we're not in the same situation as the two universities that we were hired to help were in. You know, we don't have we're a private school, very solid, uh, balanced school right now under uh, Dr. Curran and his leadership. Whereas the other universities were state schools, the reduction of state funding, the price constraints, uh, et cetera, et cetera. They were kind of, what do we do? We're, we're in trouble. So we kind of came in and started helping them when they were, you know, what you would call, you know, somewhat at the uh, edge of the cliff. Uh, but what we've done here at the center always through the years because of our affiliation with the people that, uh, you know, we have two people that actually literally uh, worked with Dr. Deming for 10-plus years. We have our, our lead consultant, uh, Mike Fedotowski, was on the Florida Power and Light team that actually won the Deming Award. So we have people that have, you know, continuously kept the Center for Competitive Change rooted into what is this Lean Six Sigma and and even though we're not the, you know, we're not the big gorilla out there that can change words, the word lean is really skinny. And if you go to Toyota and you go, can I see how and where you're putting Six Sigma in place, they would just look at you like, what are you talking about? You know, it's, it's all about total uh, quality control systems, the total, the Toyota production system. Midmark, it's called the Midmark production system. So we've really continuously tried to avoid you know, all these thousands of books and, and, and philosophies, and from our research, we've discovered it's employee engagement, you know, and and every day looking at how do we improve things, and when we can't see it, we break things to find what would take place if something would happen. And, you know, you, you learn those and you study you know, uh, Dr. Deming and, and, and Duran, um, you know, and, and McGregor, and you learn that it's not as hard as we want it to believe. It's very simple, but it's like dieting. You know, you just, you got to do it every day. And what we've discovered, like with this one university, what's going on here at the University of Dayton, as well as those successful companies that we've conducted our research from, leadership's involved, not with open-door policies, but with GIMBA. And you see that those successful companies' leadership is enthused, they're involved, they're active, they're asking the questions, 
and they're engaging employees. And that's what we're hoping here. And so let's talk a little bit about, I'd like to hear how you're getting faculty members involved. You know, are they looking at using lean thinking to in, improve how their own work is done, um, either, let's say, on the research side or in things related to the classroom? Or is, this, is lean and Six Sigma process improvement only been about the back office operations for the university? Well, let's, let's start with the, uh, the folks that are already on a project team. Every professor here has to advise students as well as teach, as well as do uh, research. And as the student population grows in, in many of our areas, I now went from advising two students to 10 to 15 to 30, as well as my teaching duties, as well as my you know, teaching uh, anywhere from two to four classes, as well as 20%, 25% of my time is in the area of research and writing papers to maintain my certifications. So when we uh, uh, stood up this project on, you know, looking at the process of advising, we had uh, there was no problems when um, the team lead went and asked a department chair, two professors to join the team. Uh, she got no resistance. They're like, absolutely, we need to figure out how to do this better. And we all talk about it because in almost all the engineering and business classes, there's at least a chapter or a discussion on Lean Six Sigma. So many of the folks here talk about it. Now it's interesting to see their excitement that we're actually doing it here. And you know, you all you have, you know, like any other company, you got the 10 to 20 percent that are, hey Paul, let's get going. You know, uh, you know, we're on winter break. I like to take a class, take your yellow belt class. Too, you got the professors going, well, I'll just sit back and see what happens, you know, but yeah, that's typical in any company. So I think we're getting, you know, uh, getting there. Um, I think uh, our faculty is excited because it's learning, it's interesting, and, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, we make it very clear, you know, I, and I've done this for you know, my entire career that, you know, this this process of increasing efficiencies is not anything about laying people off. It's all about how we do, as we're always asked to do, more work with the same amount of time. And how do we do it? So how do we do our work more efficient, more effective? How do we make it more enjoyable? And at the end of the day, produce better products, which is a higher quality student hitting the uh, industry. Well, Paul, I really want to thank you and the University of Dayton for sharing what you're doing. Uh, it's really exciting to hear about applications of process improvement methodologies and management systems into new environments. So thank you for talking to us about that. Well, Mark, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, participate on your blog, as well as if anybody uh, logs into the University of Dayton. They can go to uh, the Center of Competitive Change uh, site, and they, if they want to follow what we're doing, we publish a newsletter every month. You know, uh, we're uh, we, we publish our success stories. Uh, what are the on deck projects versus the uh, um, uh, projects that have been completed? Um, our number one uh, mission, uh, based on Tom Burkhardt, is this is all great, but, Paul, we have to make sure that er we maintain the game. So it's nice leading up to the project and the project conclusions and solutions, 
But now, once every project gets done, the next initiative is how do we maintain the gain so we don't slip backwards. So thank you, Mark. I appreciate the time and uh, wish everybody well. Oh, and I also wanted to let you talk about your book and, and tell us about it. Um, it's called Keeping Your Business in the USA. What, what's the, uh, the focus and the story of the book? Oh, uh, the book is uh, uh, my co-author and I uh, researched about four or 500 companies, uh, did uh, analysis on companies like uh, Buckknife, Slinky, Midmark, Hamilton Casters, across the board, New Balance asked us to review them. And what we did was we selected three companies that kind of represented the whole. And um, the mission here was to look at how are you competing globally while keeping your employment or your core operations in the United States. And we eliminated Tier 1 companies basically because they're already all over the place. So we focus on the, you know, um, I think uh, New Balance was the biggest company, and we eliminated them immediately because they only had one shoe uh, that was produced in America. But like Slinky, how are you doing it? And we, what we did is we, we stayed with the premise of what was your recipe and your ingredients that is allowing you to operate in America, compete globally. And we discovered Lean Six Sigma was in the mix, but there was other ingredients in their core recipes. And so the book highlights three companies that represent Slinky, Buck Knives, all the way down to a company that's about a uh, little under 100 employees. And what was their core recipes, 10 core recipes of each of these companies. Well, again, our guest today has been Paul Pihota from University of Dayton. Thanks for being our guest today. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.